Welcome back to another episode of the Northern Steel Podcast. This is episode 57. I couldn't think of a number 57 player, so I'm not going to waste your time. We are here on our first win streak of the year. Last year, that didn't come until like week 13. And we're on week three. We got our first win streak of the year, Chris. How's it feel? God, I feel so damn good, dude. I mean, granted, still a little iffy on what we're watching right now. But uh, I, I can't deny that winning two weeks in a row isn't a good feeling. Uh, yes, I have to agree that there are some, still some things to, to improve on. But hey, as long as you're winning games, you can still improve. Nothing wrong with that. But as always, we're going to get into the highlights first before we talk about our review of the game in depth and previewing next week's game. And if you missed the week three game against the Raiders because you were too busy gambling away all your money in the Las Vegas Strip, we have got you covered. Week three, playing the Raiders. Last year, the Steelers held Devontae Adams in check. This time, well, not so much. Jimmy G isn't all looks. He's got some brains up there, at least. And if the Steelers are going to keep Levi Wallace on Adams all night, then guess who's getting the ball? Fourth and inches early, you think the leading rusher last year is going to get the ball? <laughs> of course not. Now when Devontae Adams is wide open again for a Raiders touchdown. This starts to open up a lot of questions. Will this be a long night? Are our cornerbacks bad? Will we adjust to slow down Adams? No, yes, and no. But more details to come after these highlights. Steelers find themselves in a third and long situation. Kenny, tired of being slandered by the media, turns all of his frustration into power and launches a deep ball to the messiah of the short kings, Calvin Austin III. Flag on the play, but Kenny stares down the ref, points at him with his little hands, and in classic white guy fashion says, watch it, buddy, putting maximum fear in his heart. Flag goes to the Raiders. But what a dime. This is perfectly placed, and also, what a route by Austin, who I imagine ran right underneath the legs of his defender to get open. He may be 4'11", but he can play. Uh, on the following play, TJ Watt goes against the tackle, and he gets a sack like we know he can. Up to five on the knee already? Golly. On the next possession, we're trading sack for sack. TJ Watt first, now Max Crosby. TJ Max, he's my favorite store, not really. But on the Raiders following possession, it's third and one. Jimmy takes the pass and wonders who he should throw to. He scans the field and remembers, oh yeah, I bet Devontae is wide open. And he is for a big gain. Later in the drive, Raiders are passing again and again. I don't know if he forgot Devontae's on his team, but he decides to throw to somebody else for once and is picked off by Levi Wallace. Levi happy to get a break from getting torched thus far, and Raiders happy they got rid of Derek Carr for a more attractive Derek Carr. This sets up Boz for a field goal, which goes right down the middle, of course. The Steelers are now up by three. On the Steelers' next possession, Kenny rolls to his left. The routes are absolute garbage, but at least one of them is good, and he finds George Pickens on the sideline. He gets up and starts talking trash to the Raiders' coaches. I don't know what he said, but based off the coaching decisions later, it's probably deserved. This again sets up another boss field goal, and again, it's all money, baby. 
Yet again, on a third and long situation, the trademark continues as the Pickett to Pickens connection grows, and the number one issue, George Pickens, turns on the Jets and picks up a huge chunk play. Unfortunately, Steelers have to settle for the field goal as the Wizard of Boz places the 57-yard attempt easily through the uprights. Steelers on top, 16-7. And here is where I start getting annoyed as Jimmy G throws the ball to what felt like the only receiver on the Raiders, Devontae Adams. As they try uh, to keep the game moving, gain some momentum before half. Little do they know, we have TJ Watt who gets in the face of Garoppolo, forcing him to overthrow, landing right in the hands of Patrick Peterson. Give me that ball, boy! Steelers actually putting together the best drive of the season. Decisive plays to Pickens, screen to Warren, strong throws to Frymuth over the middle, and here is Najee getting in on the action for 15 yards. Took a shot at the end of the play, but he's going to be okay. This actually spectacular drive ends with a beautiful play-action rollout to the left where Kenny Pickett throws an absolute dime on the run to a wide-open Pat Fryermuth in the back of the end zone. I don't know what happened this drive, but Matt Canada, more of this, man. You were cooking. You'll be hearing a lot less Fire Canada chants if so. Don't get it twisted, though. You were far from perfect this game. I'm still in your ass, boy. Just letting you know, the Steelers are rolling big time. After sitting a little too comfortably being up by three scores, in classic Steeler fashion, we have to let the other team start creeping their way back in as the Raiders start to get sizable gains and large amounts of momentum. And wouldn't you know it, haven't heard his name yet, Devontae Adams catches the ball and finds his way into the end zone. I sure don't see the Steelers letting him do, letting him do anything else moving forward. Uh, Raiders, uh, and would you look at that? Raiders convert for two and is now a one-score game. <laughs> Yay. Remember when I brought up the coaching decisions? Well, here they decide to kick a field goal to make the score within five. Well, unfortunately, DeMarvin Leal uses a player as a springboard and they get flagged. With a fresh new set of downs, the Raiders are stopped again on third down. Time to go for it, right? Wrong. They kick again with 2.12 left. The Steelers do get a first down, and after another monster punt, the Raiders have just 12 seconds. Levi may have given up 200 yards on offense, but at least he gets a second pick, I suppose. And with that, the Steelers move on to 2-1. and one. Here, here we go. Well, well, well. Beating the Raiders, moving on to 2-1. and one. What'd you, what'd you see, Chris? What'd you like? What'd you didn't like? Uh, you know, actually, this was the first game where I actually felt like I could tolerate sitting in front of the screen the whole time. Huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, again, was not the prettiest game. Obviously, we have the hardest time putting away teams uh, at all, you know, it, it, but we, we took a sizable lead. There was a lot of progress and improvement uh, on the offensive side of the ball, which was really nice. Um, but again, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it or anything. There there were still a lot of things that need to be addressed and worked on. The offense is far from, you know, where we want them to be. And even defense, you know, they, they come through with the turnovers, but my God, can they not let up a thousand yards every single week? 
Yeah, let's talk about some of the things that we had brought up going into the week, right? We had, we didn't have high expectations for the offense. I mean, they only, they did only score 23 points, but we did hope that they, you know, we we're kind of looking for Kenny's first multi-touchdown uh, game of the year, of his, of his career, actually, and he got it. Two touchdowns, no picks. Granted, Marcus Peters did drop a pick six that was in his hands off a of miscommunication between him and Hayward, but no picks, two touchdowns. Decent job moving the ball. Decent job uh, scanning the field. I thought he got more comfortable as the play went on. He looked very panicked again as the, as the game started. But to be fair, man, like we talked about, the line needs to improve. And the line still is not holding up their end of the bargain that we've been sold over the offseason. This is a weaker line. Granted, they do have Max Crosby, but they don't have a lot of studs across the line like Cleveland, like San Fran. But they got no push again. A lot of no push. And when, uh, when we're talking about Matt Canada's play calling, even though there was a couple good drives, even though we scored 23 points, uh, they, they're still way too predictable. I mean, how many times, Chris, did you and I text her in that game and we're like, they're running here? And that's exactly what they do. Every time we saw a player try to go in motion and, they were, and nothing was happening, all the safeties and the DBs crept up to the line of scrimmage and they were right in the backfield as soon as the ball was snapped. The plays are predictable. Yeah. There's there's no push by the line. The plays are predictable, and it's tough to run right now. Also, when we do run, it's not like we're doing any motions or, or pulling any guards. The only time that we ever seem to pull a guard is during the play action, which, right. I mean, heck, I, I guess it's working because that's when, you know, Kenny's head was like, what, six or eight, whatever, and a touchdown off play actions? Yep. Sure, like, but throw some of those into the running game, build up better schemes. Yes. Our, our offensive line has been so bad. So touching back on the picket thing and him looking frantic. Yeah, I get it. He was getting beat up all last game. Obviously it didn't show for it on sacks necessarily, but that's just kind of how it's been. But you also can't have that and expect to compete with, uh, the better teams, especially if we even want to go to the playoffs this year. Right. So, he, he got beat up all last game. He got beat up the game before that and the game before that. Um, but I think there is a, a little steady improvement on the offense. I you know, Granted, there's uh, every time the game ends, a lot of players online grab the all 22 film. They look at what Kenny missed and what he um, where he should have went instead. But right now, based on the way how the season started, all I can take is mistake free game. And regardless if he had missed some better throws or um, didn't make the right reads on every play, at least he didn't make, uh, at least he didn't throw an interception. This didn't make a huge mistake yes. that really put us behind. He kept the ball clean, um, you know, a lot better. He gained a lot of momentum. Is kind of what we talked about last week, where we're like, just maybe throw some short balls, get get comfortable, build that confidence a little bit. I saw that a little bit more in this last game, especially doing more of the like. Uh, cross slants, you know, routes like that, uh, getting it to George and letting him do the rest. Sometimes that's what you need to do to build that momentum. And I think that's what he did. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, we'll, we'll get into it, but um, maybe next week will be even better, which you can only hope for. And then let's talk about the defensive side. Like you said, um, a decently... A decent performance, not great by any means, <laughs> but a decent performance. TJ <sighs> Watt getting two sacks. They only showed one in the highlights, but he got two sacks, folded uh, Garoppolo like a lawn chair and one of his sacks. 
the defense in total got four sacks, which is good because we talked about how the Raiders had not let up a sack uh, in the season thus far. Thus far, and we got them four times, which is really good. Um, but yeah, kind of like you brought up earlier, we're letting up too many yards. We let up four. I think we let up four hundred yards in every game so far. And Jimmy G. Yes, did he throw three picks? Yes, he did. But he also threw for 370-something yards, which is not what you want to see at all. It's just disappointing. I mean, yes, we, we won the game. Yes, we came out with the you know turnovers, which is huge. Um, something that I think Steelers defense has been the last few years, and you've said this multiple times, is a bend but don't break where I feel like it's kind of like that, but a little different to where um, teams are taking advantages of us more often. And it's not like we'll stop them for a field goal. It's like they'll score, Mm -hmm. but it's like the only way we don't let them go down and get any kind of points is if we force a turnover. Now it feels all or nothing right now. Yeah, something to note uh, for anyone that's listening who just maybe follows strictly by like stuff going on social media and they don't actually watch. Um, the Steelers have put on a ruse with uh, PFF and, and a lot of other uh, football and, and somehow have put themselves in the top five for AFC teams or like power rankings and and whatever. And I'm like, where do, are they even watching the games? I We have such a long way to go. I got well, even sometimes. Well, when, well, 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 hold on. Let me back that up. I don't think well, that's that far off. Based on the other teams that were listed there below us, I don't think that that's far off right now. The, the weird thing about rankings is that it's week three. So rankings is like, don't true. really mean anything, right? But when they listed the teams, they listed um, the only one I could, I, even though we beat them, the only one you could maybe put above us, depending on how the offense for that team keeps playing, even though they played a pretty crappy team this week, is potentially the Browns because their defense is so good. But you have Miami, the Chiefs, the Bills, and maybe the Browns. But like Ravens are kind of up in the air with all their injuries. So maybe you put them instead if you want to put up us in front of the Browns. But one of those two is going to be behind us. And then the rest I'm not putting above. I'm not putting the Chargers above. Their defense is terrible. I'm not putting the Broncos above. I'm not putting. Uh, oh no! I'm not putting the Jets, the Pats. I'm not putting the Bengals right now above, even though it's only week three. Maybe later I will. I know the Jaguars' record doesn't show, but like maybe they can come. I I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't I'm know. not putting just, them above right now. And, and right maybe now. I'm just being a little too harsh uh, because I I mean you, we expect a lot better. Like the I, I know the saying the standard is the standard. Well, right now the standard is a piece of garbage, and it's just something that we <laughs> okay, okay can't do better on. <laughs> okay, uh, here's okay, the thing. yeah, that that's a bad. I know that's a bit extreme. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Right, um, it's it's it was a tough start, and it's a long season, and this game was not perfect by any means, but I think it was a step in the right direction. Here's what you can think Stepping about the zone, defense. Here's what you can think yeah. about the defense, too. The defense has a lot of new people on the team. A lot of new starters. Uh, the person who wears the green sure. dot is new as well, too. They're going to take a little bit to gel and come together and be comfortable. That's kind of the same thing I've heard with the offensive lines, too, throughout the years. When you talk, when you hear Marquise Pouncey talk and, and other great linemen, they say that line needs time to gel. Granted, only one new piece is added, but that still could be enough to ungel it. And that needs time to get better and i think it could get better 
I'm not out on the yeah. offensive line yet. So things are gelling. What, what the biggest key is if you want to compete with the better teams, you have to find ways to win now while you're still trying to figure Ooh. yourself out. Yeah. They're still gelling. Yeah, like fair, like fair. we want we, we want this team to be hot in December. And if this team looks yeah. like they do now in December, then I'm riding the train with you, buddy. Then I'm like, yeah, this team sucks ass. <laughs> You know? you know, and uh, is sh- shout out to Papa Paz out there. I maybe I'm just uh, uh, becoming more like him in my old age, and just <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, being a little bit more uh, of a pessimist when it comes to things. And I get it. I mean, we all bleed the black and gold. It's it's tough to watch your team not excel to the way that you want them to. But I agree. Like, if there's a time to do it, the time is now to gel, like you're saying, and to improve upon what's going on. Um, I mean, there's still there's problems. no guarantee. Yeah, there's still problems. Yeah, I agree. There's uh, like like Matt Canada. I don't think is he called a better game, but he's not out of the doghouse yet. I wouldn't say he called absolutely a perfect game not. by any means. He called a, a lot of terrible plays, and I don't think that's going to get better. That part to me will not get better. It's up to the our players to execute and play better to kind of mask that of what's going on there. So let me let me just do a quick thing about the defense and then we can move on from it. All right. There's a couple things I think that are appropriate to note. First off, I think JPJ deserves more playing time. I think he's been doing really well for the playing snaps he's gotten. He's been sticky like glue. Yep. Uh, so I'd like to see him play more, especially since uh, our top turnover corner allows 200 plus yards a game. Uh, that's that's a little tough. Um, second thing, yes, Levi Wallace. I, I've always liked Levi. I think he's a hard worker and everything. It's just not his year coverage-wise for people to... So far. For him to like, yeah, stop. So far. And granted, he can get better at it. Maybe it's looking like a Trayvon Diggs from like his 11-pick season where he let up 1,000 yards but still oh, had 11 boy. picks. I don't know. I'm just trying to look at it optimistically. Um, yeah. I think I think Keanu Benton showed out, got his first sack last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to New. Uh, that was huge. And what a swim move that was. I had to watch that a couple times, but it was beautiful. He got out there, didn't even give Jimmy G a chance. And I yep. love watching him out there. I think he's going to make a difference, uh, obviously. And a uh, big shout out to our guys on the edges. Um, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Uh, Highsmith hasn't been as high on sacks this year, but he's definitely getting to the face of quarterbacks and and making them think twice. Uh, sacks will start coming. I truly believe TJ's just a freak, though. If they play the way they do, sacks will start coming this week, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, TJ, Offensive Player of the Month. Congrats to him. Or defensive, sorry. Defensive? I mean, oh. it could be could be offensive. Scores a touchdown. <laughs> scores scores hey, a bunch yeah. of touchdowns that we scored. So, um, but yes, defense player, of the, defense player of the month. He's on an insane run right now. So uh, good for him. Congrats to him. I also got a special shout out to special teams. Pessy Harvin, who we've been on his ass as well as, well as other fans. My boy. Punted really well last week. Punted really well again against the Raiders. It's really good. And also Boz, man. He's uh he's money right now, and it's funny because I'm not trying to jinx anything. This is already out there, so I so if this does jinx it, I didn't do it. It's already out there. <laughs> but, Don't look at me. <laughs> but people have talked about. I joked with um somebody about this because because Boz had a rough year last year, and uh, if yeah. you go statistically, 
it's he the last time he had a rough year was the year that he got paid and last mm-hmm. year was the year he got paid so yep. so both times he had a rough year was the year he got an extension and now it's like he's kind of back to normal boz back to making the field goals and they're right down the I mean that 57 yarder was they had a lot of room on it that was no easy right down the middle it was it was a beautiful kick i mean where i feel like there's been a little hesitation with him just because, yeah, the, the contract years have been a little rough, but, uh, you know, never a doubt. And, and the wizard of Boz, he's, he's a stud. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, so some good things, obviously still some problems there, but now we move on to week four. We are traveling again after, uh, a week in which we played again on primetime on Sunday night. So a little shorter week, especially shorter week because, our, the Steelers' plane had to make an emergency landing. They had to stop in Kansas City, and they were there yeah. for like 12 hours. Luckily, everyone's safe. Everyone's fine. Uh, but they got to go to Houston this week. And with Houston, they play C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback who's uh, got like 900 yards passing the ball, four touchdowns, and uh, a team that's 1-2, and two, just came off a big win against their division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So with that being said, Chris, it's time for our next segment. Keys to the game. Keys to the game. Keys to the game. <laughs> Brought to you by us, Chris. What are your keys to the game? <laughs> uh, pressure, Dom, and I mean lots of it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you may be aware, the Texans uh, are kind of like the Ravens in a way this year. Not as badly hurt by injuries, but their entire offensive line has just kind of been put through the ringer. They got mm-hmm. Kendrick Green, so that's basically like an injury right there. And True. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure they're without both their starting tackles this upcoming week, which is huge. Um, they are. They are. They have, um, if I remember correctly, and I'll try to find the tweet if I can, not to cut you off, but I'm pretty sure they have their third string left tackle playing their third string left guard playing, which is Kendra Green, their second string center, and their second string right tackle. That's who's playing. First string right guard. That is who's playing. So their line. no one's getting through that right guard. I'm just saying that right now. Like that's, for, <laughs> that's a first string player right there. Oh, no, yeah. but for real, pressure is easily the number one key to this game. CJ Stroud has been looking so good i would say for the most part you know he's he's getting balls out there he's not afraid to take the shots he's thrown for over 900 yards uh in his first three games in the nfl by far the best looking quarterback rookie uh coming out of the draft um the thing is i feel like we coach very well against rookies in as history shows not ideal time to uh not participate not prepare uh, for this challenge. Uh, just because there's a lot of injuries on the team doesn't mean we shouldn't be working our butts off to uh, just kind of take advantage of the game. Uh, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are going to have big games. They need to for us to stay competitive, to force some throws, get some sacks, force some turnovers. Uh, pressure is by far the biggest key to the game this mm-hmm. week. Yep. Um moving forward um something else is just 
continuing to build confidence, I think, is another key to this game. Last week, like we said, was a stepping stone for both Kenny and the offense. Um, maybe this week we can start move pushing that run a little bit more, you know, getting some different schemes in there. Uh, you know, I feel like... If we can set up better, it, it, the, our runs will look a lot better, but we got to build that confidence early on. Yeah. What were you going to say? I, I, no, I, I think the run is like the biggest part. I think um, Absolutely. Uh, last, week, last we talked about how the Raiders' D-line wasn't the greatest, regardless if they have mm-hmm. Max Crosby. This week, it's uh, kind of a worse D-line. Um, I mean, it is. I'm going to be blunt. It is a worse D-line. Uh, they have Will Anderson, but he's a rookie, and that's about it. And um, like the old line, you gotta find some push against this kind of line because you're not finding it thus far. So I I, I expect oh. the run game to be a a way bigger part in this game. And the thing is, too, it's like I I think Kenny has the capabilities of being great and doing a good job. We're, I think we're also throwing him way too many times in the game. Last week was his lowest attempts for the season, and he threw still just under 30 times with 28, all right? Mm-hmm. Not saying that's a bad number, but at the same time, like, still, he's only completing maybe 55, 60% of his throws and everything. So yeah. if we can if we can establish a run, I think that'll help him out tremendously i'd like to see him maybe around that 20 to 25 mark for passing attempts um but yeah let's establish a run game on offense build some confidence in that aspect of our game and try to keep moving forward yeah totally uh do you have any more or is that it honestly that's about all i got for keys to the game i think it's fair i I, it's pretty much only two but i think it's fair i think like like you said it's um the line Unfortunately for the Texans, is really decimated, and uh, this has, you know, we've talked about this before. We've watched enough Steelers games to know when when they can lose games they should win, and this has trap game all, written all over it. Right? I'm not trying to take yes, away anything from the Texans. CJ Stroud has been playing really well, and his receivers have been playing really well. That's going to be a big key that's to slow that down, and like you said, a big key that is the pressure to slow that down, which they're going to have to probably do some quick passes. What do you got for me? There's no guaranteed win in the NFL. I don't care how good of a team you are. There is always someone who could prepare better and take you down. Again, just please do not let this be a trap game, Steelers. Take advantage of the opportunity, work hard, and get a win this week. Yeah, because let's say hypothetically, uh, like you said, there are no easy games. But when you just look at things on paper, when you you take the, the human element, the mistakes out of it that can happen, you look at things on paper... This should be a win. The the uh, the the decimations on the Texans' offensive line, especially on that left side. I mean, Alex Highsmith should eat. Um, Benton Leal should eat over there. Ogan Joby, if he can still play, he can take care of that right guard, the center area. T.J. Watt should do T.J. Watt things. I mean, if he didn't get a sack, I'd be shocked in this game. You know, um, the the thing is, is that. The linebackers and the safeties, the cornerbacks, they got to hold their ground. What would I imagine that the the Texans, how they're going to start the game off is with a quick passing attack. Slants, outs, curls, quick. Get the ball to CJ Stroud's hands quick. You got to adjust. 
you have to adjust and you have to, and maybe that's a good time to play JPJ because he's a better man corner and you need someone to stick on those receivers because I imagine that their way around it right away is going to be throwing it quick. And if you can kind of take that element away and make him hold onto the ball for a little bit longer, pressure's going to get there. It will get there. Yeah. Um, that's going to be huge. Um, offensively, like you said, I think the D line's not that good. The offensive line's got to get together. They've got to make a push. And I think the run game's going to be big this week. they got to find the run game. The cornerbacks for the Texans are pretty decent. Unfortunately, Derek Stingley for them is out for a long time, so that hurts them. So now their number one is uh, former Steeler Steven Nelson. Um, I'm sure he'll be going against... I don't know if he moves around. I'm sure he'll be going against Pickens, unless he stays to one side only. We'll find that out, but... Um, Kind of same situation. The middle of the field is good. Fryermuth, um, slot stuff in the middle of the field. Kind of same situation, right? But Pickens has been playing really well, regardless of who's on him. You know, he's been getting guys yeah. on Denzel Ward and and on Marcus Peters. It doesn't really matter who's on him. So, but but I still think the running game is the biggest test. the The thing is with this game is like uh, we're we're sounding like a broken record here, you guys. There is no easy win, <laughs> but but you have to win this game. You have to. If you want to compete mm-hmm. with the best teams, and we're talking about gelling and getting better as an NFL team, as an NFL unit, you have to win this game, and you have to improve while doing it. Especially in not trying to look ahead past the, the Texans and just assume it's a win, but the week after that, we have one more game before our bye week, and that's with against the Ravens, I believe. Yes. Uh, so... You got to win. You got to get ahead on these games. And then, I mean, that's a toss up, which any divisional game in the North can go either way. So, but the, but the uh, more you can build confidence in a game like, like this, that sounds the better. It, and it sounds egotistical because when you say building confidence, that means you're already assuming you're going to win. But I think you have to have that mindset and not in a, I can take it easy. And uh, I have to try really hard. Like you said, luckily when the past, when we've lost these trap games, I think it's because the offense and Ben and everybody else has kind of taken it too easy. But are you telling me you don't think TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith want to break a sack record in this game? Of course they do. Right. <laughs> They're not going to take it easy. I think Alex Highsmith has one sack right now. I think he'd love to get like three and catch up on it. He's not going to take it easy. He'd love to get as much as he can get. TJ Watt's already at six. He's gonna want more. Why not? I think I, they're they're not gonna take they're not gonna go easier because the line is easier per se. They're gonna try and get as much sex as they can. I know it's really highly unlikely, but could you imagine if TJ broke the uh, ten mark this week or got into the double di- digits? Yeah, it'd be crazy. I know because cause be- I, I, I would never I will never predict anything insane like that because I think it's kind of like asinine <laughs> to take something oh, insane. absolutely i totally agree yeah yeah, yeah. but i think um uh, but i've seen some tweets where people are like the r- most records in a game or the most sacks in a game by one player i think is eight and they're like and they're like and tj could break it this weekend and i was like no. i will never predict anyone to get eight sacks in a game get real <laughs> i'll never and bro that. i look at i look at someone getting three sacks and i'm like what a game this dude had like unbelievable and i and i know tj has gotten four before in a game that's Mm. the only reason that's probably the only reason i've said it if i've never seen a player do it, i'm not gonna be like yeah he's getting seven sacks this game totally totally 
But four, but four is four is I wouldn't say reasonable, but it's like I'm not gonna predict it. I know you're not either, but like it's attainable with how crazy this line could be. I mean, as far as team sacks go, it could be a high amount. It could be team sacks could be eight to ten if they're playing as hard as they can, and we know they can. If they're playing as well as we know they can, it could be that high. But they gotta play yeah. mistake free. They gotta win the game. Chris, want to give me a score prediction for this one? Uh, yeah. So I think that we're gonna be improving a little bit more. I know we scored mm-hmm. twenty three last week. Let's go with like a twenty six okay. to nine. Wow, that's funny because I before even I'm, I haven't thought of, I've already thought about the, my score. I already have it in my head. Yeah, and same reasoning as you. Um, no wins are easy, but they should win. In my opinion, they should be improving. So I'm going to say 27 to 13. And defensively, that's steady improvement as well because defensively they give up 30, 22, 18, 13. So, yeah. steady improvement on both sides. But that's our prediction. We'll check you back next week. Talk about it. See what happens. Uh, let's go on to some big news. Everyone's talking about it, Chris. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. No, <laughs> oh, God. Can we not? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just ah. kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a surprise. Uh, what's happening here? No, I was always, uh, uh, here's here's my only hot take on that is I think it's really good for the game of football. I think a lot of people are tr- a lot of Swifties are trying to learn football. I think they're they're more interested in learning football. And I see the trend online. The joke is that she put him on the map, and a lot of football fans get really upset. As an avid football fan, as a football watcher, here's my hot take. I agree. She is putting him on the map because everyone in the sports world knows who Travis Kelsey is. He's great, but Taylor Swift has known. Uh, worldwide and I've seen comments from people in Peru and Brazil and other countries who are now learning the game of football just because Taylor Swift is dating a football player his jersey sales increased by 400% his followers increased I mean sports fans know him but now everyone's going to know him for good or for bad but uh, the good part of it is I think people, more people are learning football I will have to say yes I do agree and it's not only Taylor. I think Taylor was kind of the icing on the cake as far as uh, getting more of the world involved in football uh, and more of a, mm-hmm. a feminine culture in football, uh, and my wife being one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, uh, the, the world of influencers is insane. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Isaac Rochelle. Um, yes. He actually, yeah, he played, he plays for the Raiders. Uh, my wife's a he big follower of... He does not. He, well, I guess he's on the practice squad. Let me take that back. I no, he, he got I, elevated I, for, for last game. Well, he played okay, last so, game. Okay, sorry. I guess I was going he, from the, the past because I saw that he got cut and then got on the practice squad, but he got elevated last game. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He, so he's, he's actually been elevated three times, so now he's on the 53-man roster. Uh, All right. But, Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, but uh, his wife, Allison Kutch, is, uh, is, is an influencer. That's the only reason my wife knows who uh, Isaac Rochelle is, but... Uh, most women, a big most week. women know that. Most women know yes, that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Big big week for them, and I think Taylor's just kind of icing on the cake. So I love it. It's good. 
Uh, my wife actually wants to watch some football with me now, which is great. And she asks questions and she's like, am I annoying? I'm like, no, not at all. Ask me all the questions in the world. I love it. So if you're a woman watching football, um, tune into the Chiefs games. That's what Taylor Swift will be. She will be at the Sunday Night Football game against the Jets. That game is going to suck. So the, so I imagine that the cameras will be on Taylor Swift a lot because the Chiefs will be winning by a lot. So if you are a woman, listen to this. Uh, and you're a Taylor Swift fan, that's where she's going to be. NBC, look it up. Google it. All right, Chris, final thing here. Let's go through our picks of the week. I got a lot of different picks from you. I already know it. It's not looking good for your boy. <laughs> but kind of like oh, a school kid in high school or a school kid taking a test, I don't want to change my answer. I don't want to flip-flop. Kind of like a school kid in school. Kind of like a school kid in school. I don't want to change my answers because I'll be really upset if it goes the other way. But I don't like my answers. It's just a gut feeling. And last time I had gut feelings with you, Chris, I got a bunch wrong. So here we go. This <laughs> uh, is my time. Lion, Lions at Packers. Lions, baby. Yeah, here's Dominic's first gut pick. That's terrible. I'm going Packers. I don't know why. Gross. Uh, Falcons at Jaguars. Jaguars. London. Jaguars indeed. In London, catch that game on Disney Plus, remodeled for Toy Story, played in Andy's room. That's how I'm going to be watching it. Absolutely. Uh, we are not sponsored by Disney Plus. That'd be sweet if we were. <laughs> we are too poor to say we're sponsored by Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, next is Rams at Colts. Uh, Rams. Going Rams as well. Ravens at Browns. I hate to say this, but probably the Browns because their defense is insane. Yeah, let me tell you guys something. I would love for the Ravens to win this game, but I also am going Browns. Browns defense is really good. Um, I'm sorry, Steeler fans. Right now, their defense is better than ours. Our defense has more splash plays. Their defense overall is a unit. 94 yards and three points to the Titans. That's 2008 Steelers numbers. Let's get real. Yeah. Yeah. They're overall they're a unit. Um, so unfortunately, Browns, but I love a Ravens win, and I w- would love to be wrong. Vikings at Panthers. Uh, two zero and three teams. Uh, and Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind and is an zero and three quarterback. They got to win if they want to stay competitive in the North. I'm going Vikings with this game. Going Vikings too, but if they lose, and then next week they play the Chiefs, and they will lose that one. Be on the lookout for trading Kirk watch because I think it could happen. And then the Vikings tank for Caleb Williams. That's a, that's a, just a theory, a game theory. Not sponsored. Uh, Bengals at Titans. Uh, Bengals. Titans are awful. Yes, they are. Bengals aren't that much better right now, but I'm going back. No. <laughs> Bucks at Saints. Uh... I'm going Saints. Do this right here. For those listening, I just ate a W. Jameis Winston, Saints, getting the win. <laughs> you got to lick that W clean, dude, like he does. <laughs> I will. That's uh, that's on our OnlyFans page. You got to pay for that. Uh, oh, yeah, Dolphins sorry. Exclusive. At, Dolphins at Bills. Don't, don't, don't say the other team. Dolphins are on fire right now. You know what stat I saw today surface my screen? 
Uh, what was that? They have scored 139 points in three games. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like anyone would think. Then, and then the thing next to it said, second most all time. Second most? Yeah. Well, I was assuming from like that's, the 40s or something. That's a 70 point game and two 30 plus point games. No, 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 no. Second, they didn't have a th- the second week, they like scored like 17. Doesn't matter. They have 139 points after three <laughs> weeks. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. I'm just telling you the averages. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I want to know who that team was. It was probably the Steagles of the 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's probably like a 40s or 50s team when defense wasn't invented yet. Um, My God. Well, yeah, like you, like you heard Chris's just rant. How could you not pick the Dolphins? Well, I'll tell you how. I'm not going to. I'm going to pick the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> In Buffalo, yeah, here's fair. the thing. I don't know. It's a feeling. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. The Dolphins haven't played a defense like the Bills yet. The Bills are steadily scoring 30 points a game right now, besides their first matchup against the Jets. Um, and I think everyone's going to pick the Dolphins because they just scored 70 points. But it's a good time to come back down to earth and not do it again. So I'm going to go Bills. Uh, best game of the week, Broncos at Bears. <laughs> two fire, <laughs> two... Absolute uh, brick houses. Um, Broncos gotta win this one, don't they? I said I would never pick Broncos again, and this is my second time in four weeks I'm picking them. I'm also picking the Broncos because the Bears just look that bad. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, I'm going uh, Commanders at Eagles. Eagles, even though they handed them uh, their first loss last year, wasn't it? I think so. The divisional matchup, always going to be tough, but I'm going to go with fly, Eagles, fly, go birds. I'm watching the Kelsey documentary. Can you tell? I am too. It's very good. And I've, I'm now, it is an very avid, good. I'm now an avid listener to their podcast as well. It did start with the Taylor Swift stuff. I'm not, I'm sorry, not sorry, but now I listen to all their episodes. <laughs> I <laughs> am um, also picking the Eagles here. Uh, they are also a team that hasn't hit their stride yet, but they're still winning. The three and all commanders are going to give them a fight. I like the commanders' grit, but I'm gonna, I got to go Eagles right now. Uh, us against the Texans. Today I'm picking the Steelers. Yeah, me too. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers. Picking Chargers, please don't trade Devontae Adams. And if you do, don't, don't trade him to the Browns. Thank you very much. Cardinals at Niners. Niners. Niners indeed. In a route, probably. Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys. Go on Cowboys, but could be upset alert, but I'm going Cowboys. Could be. Chiefs at Jets. Uh, Chiefs, Dom's picking the Jets. Yeah, who cares? Tesla will be there. Just kidding. It's Chiefs, obviously. Could have been a good game with Aaron Rodgers playing. Not anymore. Uh, Seahawks at Giants for Monday night. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with my my team, the Seahawks. Yeah, here's another bad pick by myself. It's a gut feeling. Can't really explain it to you, but I'm going to go with the Giants. Have the Giants shown me any reason to pick them? No. So why am I going with them? I don't know, <laughs> but I am. But that does it this week for the picks. Thank you for listening to the Northern Steel Podcast. 
You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Groupon, League of Legends, PlayStation accounts, and uh, AOL. Any last words, Chris? Mm, no. Go Steelers. Oh, almost got me. Go Steelers. Yep. Here we go. See you guys next week. Peace.